superpowers on the Superpower Up podcast, the show that lifts the voice of love from orgasms to superpowers and everything in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sex, Love, and Superpowers podcast show. I am your host, Tatiana Berenday, and I am so delighted to have with me today Suzanne and Satyan Raja. We are going to be discussing your relationship as the center of consciousness. This is going to be a really powerful conversation. I can already feel it. Let me tell you a little bit more about these two before we get started. I'm going to start with Suzanne. Suzanne Raja is a transformational leader, peak radiance master coach, and founder of Spa for the Soul, Epic Coaching for Women of Influence. She, along with her husband, Satyan, have taught thousands of people from around the world how to revitalize their marriages and relationships, connect deeper in their heart, experience spiritual union and enlightenment through their sexuality and their connection. Suzanne has been mentored by profound teachers who introduced revolutionary paradigms of gender dynamics that have not only helped in awakening and empowering her students, but also in her own marriage relationship. She's also, along with her husband, Satyan, a co-founder and lead trainer of Warrior Sage, the multi-million dollar transformational leadership academy that has trained over 100,000 people worldwide. Her husband, Satyan, is the founder of Warrior Sage. After 35 years of rigorous study and practice in both creating enlightened business growth and developing higher consciousness, he now works privately with CEOs, high-impact individuals, executive teams who have mastered accomplishment in the financial and public world, but now want a deeper balance, illumination, and self-realized equilibrium that he calls peak existence. A remarkable living synthesis of Eastern wisdom and Western practicality, Satin combines the power of the warrior and wisdom of the sage to lead leaders worldwide into their highest self-knowledge, self-expression, and impact. So welcome to the show, Suzanne and Satyan. I'm really delighted to have you here today. Thank you for having us, Tatiana. Thank, yeah, thank you, Tatiana. <laughs> Yay. So um, as I told our last guest, no one is exempt from this question, and I'm really intrigued to hear both of your answers. Um, I'm going to put a little spin on it, though. I would love to hear your answers individually, and then also the answer of, of your, yourselves as a couple. Um, so the question is, what are your superpowers? And I'd love to hear from you individually what your superpowers are, and then what the superpowers of, your, of the entity that is the two of you together. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> love that question <laughs> yes uh, okay so I would say that my superpower is the capacity to love so deeply that I just disappear into the love I'm nothing but the love and I can recognize the love in everyone that's mm. in my wake and then together we can transform whatever is necessary and, and magnify whatever it is that we want to achieve. Mm, beautiful. I love it. <laughs> New Satyan? Well, it feels to me that my superpower is the superpower. Mm. You know, there's the absolute superpower. And I feel... that I can surrender to that and relax in that and allow that to live me, move me and inform my actions and my stance in life. Mm. So I think that's my superpower is to be able to feel for the truth of things and, and help others to come to the truth of things and then align one's life to that truth. Mm. Make that the highest priority. Well said. Yes. Yeah. Together, babe? Together. <laughs> Together, that's easy. <laughs> it really is um, igniting passion, living freedom, and embodying love. Yeah, embodying love. Mm. So it's like, it's a shy thing sometimes to speak about, but... I believe we've come to a place where we've come to recognize the responsibility of our 
30-plus year marriage now. We started off as high school students and friends there and then became girlfriend, boyfriend, and then, you know, have had this, you know, fantastic evolutionary love affair for 30-plus years now. And so I think our superpower is that we're together, is that whatever we share to support people's lives, it's coming from our hard-earned tires to the <laughs> pavement life experience of the highs and lows mm. ecstasies to the everyday normalness of things. So we've, we've just, and we continue to live that gamut because we have families and, and we, we lead companies and we support companies. So we have a lot of balls running, but we're very down to earth and we're very, very deeply steep in the metaphysical simultaneously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's funny, I love how Satyan says the tires to the road, because the first thing that I think of is, we're the test kitchen, (laughs) and it's the same thing, and absolutely, our our life is really, um, how we live our life is how we love, we express freedom, we ignite passion, and we serve from that place. Beautiful, I can can feel it in you both, and I think... There's definitely something to be said. I can't remember where I first heard it, but I was like, yeah, right on. I would much rather learn from someone who is living that which they're teaching uh, versus someone who has a degree uh, on their wall in it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's another type of degree. Third degree burns that heal. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I got plenty of those. (laughs) You know, one of the, from the yogic tradition, right? There's a philosophy that marriage, when it's taken on from the place of, hey, let's evolve each other to our fullest expression, to the divine. Let's evoke and continue to chisel and love and polish and... Massage. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And each other to to up to ecstasy, the one that goes beyond this life experience. And um, I think what Suzanne and I, what we what we very much value is turning that on with each other, and that evokes this evolutionary life force over and over and over again. And I think that's the basis of of um, why I feel such joy and feel strong in our relationship. We get stronger. Yeah. When you say turning that on in each other, what exactly do you mean? Well, turning on the evolutionary life force within each other means stoking the fire of what is supposed to be alive and given in the world and recognizing that in each other and settling for nothing less and also being the the catalyst to support each other to our highest degree and Mm. accept nothing less than that. So we are our highest cheerleaders and we're also the ones that will see each other's um, gifts and ensure that that, that gifts are brought forward because one day, we're going to be at a place when, when we're like, there's no more left to give. And we want to be sure that we have served each other so deeply to be the brightest and the best that we possibly can. And so we do that for each other. And that is what spills over as a demonstration, as an example, and an offering to those that we serve, including our families, of course. Can I just say, I absolutely love you. I love your, in, like, when you start talking, I get all excited and big smile on my face. Oh, so, um, <laughs> oh thank you. I'm really enjoying your enthusiasm. Mm-hmm. Um, we do have to go to a quick break. Um, before we do, will you tell our listeners where they can go to find out more about the work that you do in this realm? I mean, I know you do work outside of the relationship sphere as well. You have a huge community that you're supporting and working with, but where do you want to send our people? Well, if any of this is striking you or touches you, then you're welcome to join our community at warriorsage.com. And we have a 
particular training that's available for free for everyone called the relationship activation. So you can see that right on the front page. And if it, uh, if it catches you and draws you, then please, you're welcome to experience that. Experience some foundational practices to stoke and to strengthen any relationship. Beautiful. So that's warriorsage.com. We are talking with Suzanne and Satyan Raja about your relationship as the center of consciousness. Much more when we get back, so stay tuned. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. All right, we are back. Um, So one of the things that I was very curious about, uh, Suzanne, when I was reading your bio, you talk about teachers who taught you revolutionary paradigms of gender dynamics. And I am so, so, so curious to hear more about that. Mm. Yeah, you know, I, I have been introduced to some very powerful teachers who have shown me through, you know, some that are known and some that aren't well known. Mm-hmm. And um, both have shown me through their languaging because I'm very, I'm a very feeling sense individual. And so through their languaging have brought me into my body and shown me how it's possible to move from a place of stagnant, sort of tight, angular, having to be in the world as a woman and stepping out into the world as a powerful woman and, you know, it's a man's world type of thing and being brought into my body through their languaging and through their demonstration of how it's possible to be in my absolute fullness, my regalness as a woman, as a queen, and how to bring myself to my relationship and to be not only served in the relationship, but to serve in the relationship from who I am, the beauty of who I am as a woman. And um, it is that 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 is that has helped me to come to the place that I am now. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. And I think that that's a, it's a big thing I see a lot of women struggling with, um, especially women who are successful or who are in um, positions of leadership or business. There's this real masculine um, sense that we've had to adopt in order to become successful, this drive, this, you know, it's a, it is a real angular um, energetic. And yet there's so much power in, in the feminine, in the softness. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, it's... Uh, I just want to say, yeah, Suzanne can be very beautiful and soft, but she can, trust me, (laughs) she can be fiery, like, unbelievable and... Well, there's also Kali, right? Yeah, she's Jamaican blood hot when she can be a particular glance. If I do something, you know, unconscious or stupid or ignorant or, you know, inappropriate joke, you know, something that I'm not not coming in from my dialed-in center, right? (laughs) It's like she can put me right there, and it's not always gentle. Sometimes it's like very um, confronting. But what she has a you know, uh, the the heart is still there. So it becomes a carefrontation type of energy rather than you know, like an insult or a knock me down. I love that word that you just. I don't know if you just made it up or if you've used it before, but I think it's pretty fabulous. No, 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 no. That, that was that was shared with me by my friend Jim Donahue. Oh who's uh, an amazing uh, um, friend and uh, guide and mentor and coach. Because yeah. I think that that word sums up what is like so misunderstood about the feminine, actually. Yes. The carefrontation, the ability to come 
with truth that needs to be spoken that might be uncomfortable but needs to be said. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With the accent on care. Yeah. Yeah. Accent yeah. on care. Yeah. 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 It allows the feedback that usually can be abrasive coming from a partner, a devoted partner. Sometimes I have found that our most closest, you know, family members are the ones that are the most triggering. I can be. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> it's the classic, the idea that we can be quite conscious around other people where there's no familial patterns. But once the familial patterns are there, then here it goes, right? But the care part is the actual practice, like the love being the foundation, not anything else, like the love of each other. And there's another sacred gift that happened to us a while back. You know, um, in terms of dynamics, gender dynamics, one of our main mentors and guides, teachers and brothers is David Data, who's shared and written much on um, his views on masculine and feminine energetics, which are inherent in all of us, male, female, of all sexual orientations. So, and he akins them to the yogic philosophies of Shiva and Shakti or divine emptiness and divine light or consciousness and movement and the radiance of experience. So it's sort of a way of taking esoteric principles of witness consciousness and the infinite forms of reality and bringing it right down to functional applications in one's relationship. So, Hmm. so an example would be that I am more identified with freedom and, and the search for freedom. And Suzanne is more identified with the fulfillment of love. So for me, the fulfillment of love is important. Of course it is. It's very close to my heart. And, but first and foremost is the fulfillment of greater freedom for myself, from society, from the mind, for the higher good. It's a very strong motive in me, a very strong value. And it's a close second is the love that flows between all beings. Mm. And I feel for Suzanne, it's almost the same, but, but her strength or her natural resting disposition is the flow of love. Well, yes. Thank you. And for all of us, really, our, our, our natural state is love, is freedom. But there is this seeking of that. And this is, this is one of the things that we've learned um, from David Data is the, the seeking, the constant and the never-ending seeking of love and freedom. And this is why for us, this is our superpower. And this is um, what we try to transmit and to, to live as an example for our clients is that you can, rather than look for love, rather than look for freedom, rather than look for passion, you ignite it from who you are. You embody the love that you already are and that you live the freedom that is already inherent in you. And so for us, it's about being that with each other, having the joy and stoking that for each other, and then being the example of that in our life, for our family, our community, and for those that we serve. Mm, so beautiful. Um, do you think that you would be as successful as you are if you were not in a relationship with one another? <laughs> Totally, totally different trajectories. She, she's going to be a superwoman no matter what, who and what and where, however she is. In the forest alone, it doesn't matter. She has, that's, that's her nature. And it sure isn't going to work out for him without me. <laughs> <laughs> kidding, <Can> not kidding. <laughs> if you can see my face, it's like a big yes. Like, huh? It's a resignation of truth hitting me. (laughs) You know, it's like, we don't need each other at all. No. We don't need each other at all. 
but we desire each other. Absolutely. We desire each other and um, we know the value of each other. I mean, um, for me personally, Satyan, um, I prayed, I prayed for someone to come into my life that was as good as God would be in my life. Mm. And Satyan blushes when he hears me say that, but truly, um, when I was growing and just to tell you a little bit about myself, when I was growing up, I actually wanted to be a nun. Believe it or not, I wanted to be a nun. And I later on figured out why that was. And what that was is I wanted to be of service in life and totally given to something that was higher than, than just myself, being able to trust and open so wide that I'd be able to give all of me to that. And I asked the divine, I said, you know, bring me a man, bring me someone, bring me a man. And truly, I feel like my, my wish was granted you know, when I met Satyan, and I'm not saying that our relationship has been, you know, all rainbows and butterflies all along. I mean, we've had our stuff. But in truth, for me, I found the one who helps me be better than I can by myself. I have found the one that sees who I am deeply and helps me to to brighten and bring out that shine and has never seen anything less in me and has only stoked that fire from within me. And for that, I feel blessed. For that, I feel grateful. And for that, I also feel a great responsibility to to be devoted to that and to show others that they too can have their soul's desire manifest because if I can, and if we can, you can. Yes. Now, so what do you say to people who are in a relationship that maybe didn't start out with such a powerful prayer? Yeah. So we've been blessed. Of course, we recognize that. And we've had all many challenges, you know, all the classical challenges from money challenges, children growing up challenges, parental, you know, family challenges from outside, infidelity from inside, lostness of purpose, physical stuff. I mean, everything you can think of over, over the years. And I believe that what we've, what I believe that the essence, you know, I come from a Hindu background. And, uh, and in Hinduism and in the yogic philosophy, when we take on marriage, there's the idea that the feminine is who you're marrying. You're marrying the goddess Lakshmi herself. Mm. And so when we go into this marriage ceremony, there's a transmutation. Your wife you see is Lakshmi. You take it on in your heart that I am there to be a devotee to Lakshmi. And when you are, then the goodness of life comes to you. So this is what's happened to me. I believe that because we take relationship as a sadhana, and in the yogic philosophy, sadhana means it's a route, it's a path to revelation, to God, to truth. Mm -hmm. It's not a, it sounds lofty, but I think at this time and space, if we really want to go beyond the past, we have to say we cannot be devoted to anything less than let's go for a, a relationship that meets the depth of our heart's longing. So the first step for anyone is to get certain what will you accept and what will you not accept in relationship. Mm. In the current one, what have you accepted that you didn't want to, that you've put underneath the rug? And come clean with all of that. And then come clean with what you will accept and not what you will accept. Get very clear on that. Not just from the outside dimension of looks and money and all these things, but as a partner who is willing to support your evolution and you their evolution. 
to take on the sadhana of relationship as an evolutionary space, a container where you're saying, beloved, hey, we're going to stay in this container and we're going to deal with the ecstasies and we're not going to run out the back door. We're not going to open a back closet. We're not going to sneak out in some withheld realm. Yeah. We're going to come always to face to face with each other, heart to heart with each other and dedicate the, even the light and the shadows, the dark, the good, the bad, the ugly towards evolving each other. Yes. So when we make that dedication, that's the first step. And I truly believe when we can find that altruism, even if there's a smidgen left in your soul, ignite that. Let it stoke. No matter what bad hardships, failures, resentments, hurts in the past, find the part of you that still has purity, that my relationship can be the highest evolutionary crucible that's joyful and full of love and passion and fun and joy and lightness and humor, all of, all of the good things our soul yearns. Yes, and, yes, and sometimes you have to go through the, for lack of a better word, shitty parts to get there. You know, Absolutely. It doesn't, like, like you said earlier, Suzanne, and like you're mentioning too in, in the course of your relationship, you've been through all of these things, and it's not always been butterflies and roses. You know? And I think that it's so easy to look at a couple like yourselves, um, to look at all of these, you know, what we call power couples, my husband and I receive this projection a lot and that like things have always been easy for you. Oh, it's just, it's just sunshine and roses. And it's, it's a lot of, it's a lot of work to be willing to stay when it gets really hard, I think is one of the most challenging parts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, that point is very well made. Um, that it's not always um, butterflies and rainbows, as I'd say. Um, and it has not been for us. Um, the, what we do, and, and let, me, let me back it up by saying, you'd asked about those who did not start with the prayer, mm -hmm. those who did not have that. And what I'd like to say about that, first and foremost, is there is no time like the present to start with your prayer. You mm. can start now. You can start at any point in time. The, the, what you're doing is you're taking a breath and you're deciding to choose the life that you would like to have. Decide what is it? What, is my, what would be my highest vision for our relationship? Take a real breath with that. And drop into your vision of what could be possible if you were able to move through this. And the reason why I say that is because there has to be something that you hit your wagon to. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yes. uh, uh, my mother would say, hit your wagon to a star and you won't fall far. You know, it's like stay there and know that that's your star. And there are going to be different things that will go on, but just keep holding on. And like Satyan says, keep the doors closed to, to leaving the scene. Yeah. Stay in it. Stay together. Be committed to doing that. And, um, you know, life will offer you the opportunity to decide if you truly want that vision. And you just keep saying yes to it. You just keep saying yes. And the more you say yes, what happens is what looks like an obstacle could be the greatest gift. Because, you know, I, we can tell you from experience with every single thing that has ever shown up in our lives as what would be in quotations an obstacle, somewhere small, somewhere really big. Mm -hmm. They were gifts that actually helped to push us forward to where we are now and to have a place of gratitude, to be able to once forgiven, well, feel the feelings that you're feeling fully and then move to the le next level of forgiveness when you're ready because that is the thing that will allow you to let go of all the baggage 
so that you can move on together and then step into gratitude next because gratitude will be your, one of your greatest allies. And when you have that, you have your vision, you, you have your partner, you have your vision, you have gratitude and you, you are unstoppable. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as you were speaking, I was, I just had the vision of the, the coal becoming diamond under this intense pressure yeah. and heat. And, you know, um, and that, that piece about forgiveness that you, that you spoke of is so important. And it, yet it's not something that can be forced. Absolutely. Um, it's really easy to break trust in a relationship and it's not so easy to build it. Um, yeah. yeah. You know, we have a philosophy our mentor David taught us. It's always do your best to forgive more than the other person deserves. <laughs> now, that's the tough part because we can forgive to a point. We can incant forgiveness rituals and prayers and such. But until it's happening at a soul level of being, coming from within that you truly, it's time, you know, it's time for you to move beyond and to, to flourish rather than be weighed down, then the, then then we can forgive from the depth within us. But up to then, we're we're usually halving it, you know. Yeah. Forgiving, but when we can forgive, and this has been, I know my practice with Suzanne. When I'm irritated, upset, when there's some behavior that she does or is something might or big, right? That you know really upsets me, angers me, or. So rather than just try to suppress it, I allow myself to feel it fully and really get in touch with it. And I'm also then looking, then how I aim to start to transform it is, is and this is, this is the critical moment. This turns it from reactivity to sadhana to now, okay, am I dedicated to spiritual practice? Am I dedicated to evolving here or am I not? Mm-hmm. So in that crucial moment, I go, okay, what was her intent? What's her intent? Yeah. What did she, what did she mean by that? I attempt to feel that. I start to, and then physiologically, I start to soften my face, soften my throat, soften my chest, my belly, my, my whole front surface, because that's the part that tends to phys- physically and energetically become most guarded and strong and abrasive and volatile. And, you know, it's spiky and it's, mm-hmm. and it's energy field. And so I aim to breathe that, relax the front surface so I can, again, start to attune my breath, my sensitivity, my etheric, my oneness with Suzanne. And then I start, then I ask, what is my, what is her intent? And that starts to soften myself even more. And then once I start seeing her intent, it starts to melt my hardness and my shell or the part of me that feels wronged or judged or whatever. So, and I don't, this is, I'm, I've been at this for 30 years and it only gets subtler. <laughs> it doesn't end, I think. And I think it's mad to think it's going to end. Yeah. And I think it's immature to think it's ever going to end. Thank because, you. Yeah. And, but uh, because I think we're continuously meant to grow and become deeper and deeper in touch with the Tao, where there becomes less and less strife and struggle, and that we become agents of the flow of reality. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, learning how to ride the river instead of trying to direct it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, for me, um, what I would say is what has really helped me is that whenever I feel upset with Satyan and, and he's he's done something that in my estimation has done something to me, my tendency would be to shrink and to go within and to contract 
into myself. And I know that I'm contracting into myself because I've tightened. My breath is no longer rhythmical. And I'm, I'm, I've gone from in my body of squeezed like a toothpaste up to my head. And when I'm in my head, that's where my thoughts start to happen. And then I start thinking, okay, well, you know, he's done this, he's done that, and this is what's happened. And he's doing this to me and all of these different things that go on in my head that's taken me out of my body wisdom. Mm-hmm. And my body wisdom is where the power is sourced from within me. And so what I do when I'm upset, when I feel like I've, I'm so tight, the best thing that I can do for myself is, to, is, is about the breath. But the breath for me, I'll take it to the next level, is when I go outside, I touch on nature. I go out into nature and it, I, it, it's like a tuning fork that tunes mm. me back into my own nature, the nature of who I am. It tunes me back in. And I start to breathe in, in, um, in harmony with nature. And suddenly, the moment I start to breathe, I start to move. And when I'm moving, I'm less in my head and I'm more in my body. And then I breathe some more and I breathe some more. And if you see when the wind blows the tree, the tree moves, you know, the branches move. So it's like moving. And as soon as I start to move in some way, I start to unlock the contraction. And then then I remember my vision. The vision for us, for our relationship. And it's beyond just the earthly stuff of what's going on here and now. It's beyond that. What's higher than this particular situation that's here right now? And I tune into that. And when I tune into that, it brings me into perspective. And once I'm in perspective and I'm breathing, I'm more likely to loosen the contraction, and I'm more likely to come into the place of wisdom, which is the heart of love, which is the place that I only want to be. And suddenly the dynamic starts to shift. Magically it does, but it takes a practice and it takes a determination to have and to act from the place of love and freedom when you don't want to. Yes. And the discipline to, to keep yourself, like you said, keep, to, to make it a practice, to actually put it into practice. Because it's one thing to know all these things. Oh, this, this, this will work if I do this. But I'm, what, one thing that really stood out uh, from both of what, what you both just shared is the somatic awareness that you both have um, and, and what a central focus of your practice of de-escalation that is. And I really want our listeners to hear that and the importance of that, that having the willingness to become aware of what, where my body is constricting and contracting and, and the simplicity, it's not easy, but it's simple to bring the focus and the awareness there and to allow that to shift there's you don't have to do that much more than that it's like it takes care of itself if you're willing to show up to that level of practice yes and from my experience i'm sharing here it it might come across altruistic it's only because we've been at it for a long time (laughs) you know but i must i must honestly share with you these things were not easy for me when i started you know i coming from an east indian background tends to have a misogynistic imprint. Um, There's also beautiful aspects of that background as well. And so there's limiting aspects of that background. So I had all of that. And then growing up with all the imprints of what men are supposed to be, what women are supposed to be from all different generations and aiming to find myself in all of that and take on and craft identities to fit into social groups and be liked and be... It's all of that stuff that we all, all the machinations we go through mm-hmm. to fit in, right? Mm-hmm. To be whatever identity we think is vogue or, <laughs> you know, in the moment, right? So 
I just went totally into the void in that moment. <laughs> well, good, because I wanted to say, yeah. that, you know, I, I, that I come from a Jamaican yes, background. That, I mean, we, us women, we just don't take, we're no joke. Yeah. You know, I mean, we don't just lie down and get, there's no lie down and, and, beating on us or anything. No, we're, we're loud. We're strong. We're feisty. We say it like it is. We see it like it is. And, you know, I don't actually want the listeners either to get the sense that this is a powerless thing where you just like, Oh, you know, you've, I'm feeling this. Now I'm just going to go run through the fields. This is none of that. Okay. This is, this is what's called surrender from place of power, mm. place of strength, yeah, from a place of exactly. decision to do a decision from choice that, you know, I can be right. I can, I, I mean, I know how to be right. I know how to, to speak in a way. I, I mean, you know, let's back it up. My father's a lawyer. <laughs> so <laughs> I, I grew up knowing how to argue my way to the ground and I can see it. I mean, I can, I can ask you Trust questions. Me, I know, I know. Uh, right. I can ask you questions. And if you said it wrong, the third or fourth or 10th time that I've said it, I will catch you in that moment. I will not let it be done. And you know, in the, in the initial stages of our relationship, I could drive him to the ground and, and then look at him, you know, like all it, it just, just in the dust <laughs> and think, wow, yeah, I've done it. I've said what I've had to say, but it did not feel good inside of me. Yeah. I came to understand that this, this kind of um, bravado um, now coming from me as a woman, because I'm no longer dependent on my partner to make me um, feel good about myself, that I already feel good about myself. I'm already a strong and powerful woman. I no longer need to fight for this, but I know that I'm the queen mm-hmm. of my domain. I already know who I am. And from that strength, from that knowing, from that power and that decision and the discipline that there is a higher, that we're going for something higher here, that we're going for, as you say, you know, this is the center, our relationship is the center of consciousness. It's to live from that place in practice when we remember is, you know, the best thing that we can do. Yeah, I'm I'm smiling over here because I, I have Eastern European ancestry. So East, I don't know if you've ever encountered a Romanian woman, but she's she's no joke either. It's true. It's true. I think I don't know where we got painted as this meek and subservient uh, part of the human population here, but women are fierce. And, uh, and, and my dad taught me really well how to be right about everything, no matter what. And he also taught me how, how painful that is. You know, you know when, I, when I started, I had no idea how to match or be with Suzanne's fierceness. Mm. I'd get pissed off. I'd be challenged. I'd be thinking it's something about me or you don't respect me or any of that. And then it, I started learning how to, as you shared, somatically soften the front surface of my body, start breathing her emotions, start feeling what's it like to live inside her mind right now? What's it like to live inside her heart? What could it, what's it like to live inside her lungs? How is she breathing? What's it like to live in her belly, in her womb, in her, in her body, in her hair? And over time, this... Asking becomes a sensitive uh, awakening. It's like the dendrites of perception and feeling attention become more and more revitalized, more present. And then I I found that my presence started growing without excessive efforting. It came from my desire to feel what's my beloved feeling. 
And then when I started one out of a hundred times being right about it, I was like, yay, because most of the time I was not right about it <laughs> at the beginning. And then I thought, okay, I'm gonna aim to be even more aware, even more, I made it a game with myself. Can I feel my lady so deeply wherever she is, especially when I'm cloistered, tired, uh, moody, when I'm in the spaces or the 10 spaces in my life is when I needed to practice the most. So I would give myself um, a, a challenge when I knew, okay, I'm gonna, I've had a tough day at, at, in the business. I've had some challenges go on. I didn't want to bring that heaviness home. So I would take a few minutes to shake that off, dust myself off, go for a swim, go for a walk, whatever, whatever I needed to do. And then when I came to her, I would say, okay, let me do my best to feel her day first, rather than dump, you know, rather than dump on her energetically, etherically, verbally, whatever, the, the, the heaviness of my day. I wanted to see, can I be a reception of her day? Mm. And that, I, that never ends. It's a continuous practice to be present, to claim myself, to claim, yes, you are mine. We are together. We're on this path. And together to penetrate the world with our heart, you know, with, with real actions, real focus to, to make a difference. And I'll tell you, that is the gift that keeps on giving. Because that, for me, is just so divine. And I want, to, I want to let go. I want to celebrate him. I want to offer to him all of me. I want to give him the pleasure and the replenishment that he deserves that he deserves just for being who he is, you know, the king in my life. And seeing that he is always the king in my life and that I want to surrender to him even more so. So when he comes to me like this, it's like I'm in celebration and, I'm sh and I show him my pleasure. And that's the key. You know, it, when, when your partner makes that effort to come to you in such devotion to be able to be sensitive in your body and to come out of a place of, I mean, you know, we as women, we're out there in the workplace. We're out there making a difference. We have our careers. We're, we're influencers. We're making changes. We're making things happen. We're setting goals. We're achieving goals, all of these things. And to be able to come home and to be able to let go from choice in our intimacy with our partner and to be to in sort of ceremoniously wash ourselves of the day, of the stresses, of the things that are going on at work that were, you know, the projects and all of that, be willing to surrender that and let go of that side of us that can achieve and can make things happen. Let go and be able to be, you know, literally take a shower, take a bath and allow that to slip away. Mm -hmm. You know, let go of that. Come into your body so that you can be that receptacle, that sense to have that sensitivity to be able to feel him, feel his breath. Is it is it tight? It, does he need maybe a glass of water? Does he need like some touch on him, some massage? Does he need, does he need a, a hug? Does he need your eyes to look at him with the eyes of beloved? I'm so grateful for you. And so grateful for your attempt to come and be with me right now and not take that for granted. Appreciate him. That too is the gift that keeps on giving. You know, and he has in his body, what is he feeling in his body? What is he feeling in his soul? What's in his mind? How can you touch his head and bring him into his body as well? Use touch. Use your own body to celebrate him. Celebrate each other. Mm -hmm.
Mm-hmm. I just want to. I want to let you keep talking. I'm loving this. Um, well, I'm getting the best neck massage you can <laughs> for real. It's so beautiful what you two are truly embodying, um, and it's it's been an honor and a pleasure to share this time with you. And I have such gratitude for you both and for you taking the time out of your day to come and be with us on the show. Before we sign off, is there anything that you really want to make sure that um, gets landed for our listeners? I want to say that if you are listening to us and may have a doubt in yourself that, wow, you know, they sound so good. I wish I could be like that, but I don't know if it's possible for me in our relationship because for whatever the because is, the because is. I'm saying to you, yes, you, that if in your soul, there is even the slightest flame of desire, of yearning to go deeper than you already are, then that light has already been lit. That light has been lit for a while. This conversation may have you aware of it. And if there's even a spark in you, that that spark can come alive. It can be brightened. You have the capacity to bring that. Otherwise, you wouldn't have listened to us for this long. Mm-hmm. And just know that possibilities are infinite. It's for you to decide and to choose the life that you want to have with your partner. And once you do that with a determination to have it and the decision, to do whatever it takes to make that possible. This too can be yours. <laughs> Beautiful. She has spoken for both our hearts. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thank you so, so, so much. And to our listeners, thank you so much. The show would not be possible without you and until next time go out and love yourself so that you can love the world more deeply many many blessings are you ready to discover your superpowers go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today